Welcome to The Laneway, where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss. But coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach. Welcome to episode number 16 of The Laneway. In this episode, Ash flexes her new computer. We welcome Billy and Turtle's new little baby. Well, we don't welcome her, the baby girl to the world. They found out to actually wait and listen. You have to wait and listen. Ash talks about how many dints she's got in her car. Uh, and then we get into the questions, which was very entertaining. Cheryl and Gaz did make another cameo. Question number one was, how do I know when to add more weight to my lifts? Question number two, is there a better time to take creatine either during a reverse diet or a fat loss phase? Question number three, do you need to directly train your abs or do they get enough training by doing squats and deadlifts? Ash or I, one of us does train them, one of us doesn't. You'll have to listen to see which one's which. Question number four, what is the best way to get back on track after falling off? We give some awesome tips. If you only listen to one, listen to that. That one is epic. Question number five, which is where Cheryl and Gaz come in. I had to go over my calories to hit my protein goal. Is that okay? Put your phone on silent. Oh, hang on. Uh, Yeah, it is. I'm just doing an Insta story. Like actually right now? Yeah. Are we on Insta stories? (laughs) No, we're not. I don't know if you're meant to do too many technologies at one time. What will happen? Particularly you. Yeah, we will. You'll bring down the mainframe. That's a good point. That's a good point. I got a new computer. What in the earth? <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been, what did we work out since 2016? And yep. I know that probably doesn't sound like a really long time, but you could not see the keys on my computer anymore. And Brad is one of these like techno wizards, like technology, loves technology, and you couldn't possibly ever buy a laptop when you need one, particularly if a new one is due to come out. So Nerd, I think they call it, babe. Yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> an understatement. Oh. Um, anyway. For the compliments? Okay. Anyway, so what happened? I think it was the Apple release came out in maybe September last year and I had well and truly was already overdue for a computer and it came out and the new laptop that Brad wanted me to get, the new Mac, it didn't exist. They didn't make it. So he's like, oh, well, there's another release coming out in June. And I'm like, June, are you freaking kidding me? Anyway, here we are. Release came out yesterday. Oh, what do you know? No new bloody computers. Well, if, if there's any other fellow nerds out there, they were 100%. So Apple changed to Apple, Apple Silicon. So all that means is normally there's an Intel chip inside the Apple computers and they're super inefficient compared to the new Apple chip. So the Apple chip is like, let's just call it the Apple chip, right? The Apple chip's like 10 times better. So it's 10 times faster, uses less power. It's 10 times better everywhere. And so late last year, they've been releasing them in the iPads and that's why the iPads are so fast. And so late last year, they released them in the first of the uh, MacBook, only in the MacBook Air, and not in the MacBook Pro, but they did say, well, it's obviously coming. And so I've had, you had the 12-inch MacBook, which is people go, oh, is it the Air? It's not. It's it's just called a MacBook. And, and it's, it's smaller. It's, it is awesome. I don't know why they stopped them. They are sexy. Like they're, uh, they're the nicest looking. 
sleek. They're super light, like half the weight of a normal computer. Yeah. So just portable and handy, especially for yeah. what we do. But they're, fa- they're, they're fairly underpowered and especially being an older one, you couldn't video edits or anything on it. You would have at the start yeah. before it was full of trash. But nowadays it's just – it was old and wrecked. So when they came out with a new – they released the MacBook Air and we're like, oh, not the Air. We don't – because I have a MacBook Pro and then you had that MacBook. Yeah. And I think because you had you, – you'll use mine if you don't want potato cam. Because <laughs> if you film on my computer, if I do like a Facebook Live, I'll often use Brad, Brad's computer and I can't tell you how many times I've logged in off Brad's Facebook or something and just commented as me but accidentally like commented as Brad or nearly gone live as Brad. <laughs> like – it's just honestly, it's not ideal, right? And then I but hate yeah. your computer. So if you're using mine, I'm like, oh, I just got to kind of sit here and wait till you finish. So I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so you sort of said, well, I'll get a pro because look how much better your computer is than mine. So we kind of just presumed you would get a pro. And so Yesterday, yeah. we've been waiting for Apple to release their new computer. Uh, you know, yes, uh, was it yesterday or the day before? It was the software release? Yeah, which, it was which is yesterday u- yeah. is usually what it is. But there was a lot of speculation that, that these new computers would drop, and they're meant to be a new shape, you know, and they're meant to be this and they're meant to be that. So I was like, well, we can't. You can't three months before a brand new shape is about to come out. You know, like imagine getting the old car shape and then three months later the new one. You'd be like, oh, shit, I wish I knew that was going to come out. I would have yeah. waited maybe. Yeah. Well, that's how we've been for about 18 months. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I like, I just, yeah, my, I have not had keys. And I think like I'm so used to it, but every time I take my computer somewhere, um, you uh, there's comments people are like how do you work even you used my computer or you have had to on occasions and you're like i, I can't deal it's i can't trash, do bro. this it is so slow you i didn't realize how slow it was like it's incredibly and i'm like do you know how much more work you're gonna get done yeah so we went into apple just to talk to him about what's what about a desktop what about this what about that and the guy kept he was like you know you really should consider the macbook air i'm like I remember having a MacBook Air yeah. uh, years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want that. That's the entry, you know, I don't want the entry level one. We're a pro user. We need more <laughs> horsepower, yeah. you know. And he eventually got us to look at him. And then when he's describing it, I was like, I think we could get away with a MacBook Air. Yeah. Like, maybe we don't need the Pro actually. And yeah. then he's telling us the difference between what the Pro and the Air. And I'm like, I don't think we need it. I think... I think yeah. the air's just fine. Yeah. And guess what? It is more than fine. It is. Yeah, it's it's good. I do not know myself using that computer. Just it's, goes to show you think you know. Yeah. But you don't know what you don't know. Totally. You, you know? don't know what you don't know. Like I would never have bought a MacBook Air. I don't think anyone could have said anything that I would have been like, yeah, fair enough, except for that dude yesterday. And if we hadn't waited for the event, to the, the Apple event. Yeah. I don't think anyone else would have been able to convince us to get an air. Yeah. He was just such a good dude about it. He was like, why do you want this and how are you going to use it? Which is, you know, he asked all the right questions. And I was sort of like, well, we'll just get the new desktop one for now because you use your computer at your desk plugged into an external monitor. And I said, well, why don't we just get you? Because I have uh, a MacBook Pro, but I also just have like a 27-inch iMac. So I'll sort of go between the two. If we're sitting in our uh, conference room, 
Okay, the lounge room. The lounge room. I'll <laughs> yeah. grab the laptop or if we're out. But if you know, if I'm working at home, I'll usually a lot of the time I'll sit at my desk at the the big computer and it's just easier. And I was like, well, maybe we'll get you something like that so you can sit that at your desk, you know, which is where you spend more than half your time, and that'll take care of it. And then he's like. Well, I don't know. And I'm like, bro, what is it with this air? Like, what what are you trying to do with this air? And he's like, they got this, they're the same. He's like, the same inside of that is the same as the air. And I'm like, really? Yeah. He said they're exactly like, oh. the same. I was like, oh, well, you should have said something about this air. It sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah. So that's So what. I got one as well. So we both walked away with And they an were value, value for money. Yeah, exactly. Compared to what, like a pro or even the desktop one or whatever – they're good value, aren't they? Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. And the other thing that was like holding me off getting a new computer was my computer's pink mm. and they don't make pink MacBook Pros. And I was like, I don't want not a pink computer. And then he's like, well, the air is pink. And I was like, look, you've sold me. Say no more. Say no more. I'll take it. Put it in a bag. We've got some huge other news as well. Billy and Turtle. Are we allowed to say this? Are they telling people? Yeah, they're telling people. They're okay. Just, yeah. Billy and Turtle, so my best mate for probably 45 years now. <laughs> Except you're not 45. Is <laughs> they're pregnant and found out yesterday whether it's a boy or a girl. Exactly. They're having... Girl. Having a little girl. Congrats, Billy and yes, Turtle. Yes, we're so excited for them. Obviously, like, it's so different because... We, case is eight and they've watched us go through eight years of emotional roller coaster and now they're they're pregnant and they're having a little girl like it's just it's so exciting it's like it's happening all over again it is because yeah. we're so yeah because we are such good friends it is like you feel part of it yeah you know what cool. I mean like you do feel like and now that they're having a little girl it's um you get it's to, real it's real but now we get to like Buy little girl stuff, yeah, which is cool. It's not too late for us to have a little girl, just mm. FYI. <laughs> if you want, whatever you know, <laughs> just whatever, just in case. If just letting you know, just communicating that that it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, thank you, thanks for letting me know, but not keen. No little girl, nah, not All keen. All right, so congrats, Billy and Turtle. We're very, we're very, very excited. Yes, we may have been baby girl. Um, shopping already, <laughs> possibly. So we may have already gotten something. Um, what, are what are our questions for today? What do you mean? Do you have them? Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't have them again. Do you want them? You just, you keep them. Every time we podcast, you keep our questions and I'm like, I'm over here being like, what are they? I think it's I all I've got, babe. It's all I've got around here. All right. It's just holding this is, the questions. This is all I've got. This is the only control I have in this whole household. <laughs> is is the, the podcast questions. Everything else is, you know, orbits around you. This is all I've got. <laughs> so enough. you're not get you're not you can't look at them. You, c- you, you can can't read. Yeah. Do you want me to add you? Yeah, add me as a friend on the. Um, Forget how to do this. Do you have anything else to update the crew on? Um, State of Origin is on tonight, um, and you have had pretty much every dent there is to get in your car on the Gold Coast. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, I think you got well. If you've been following for a long while, I got a new car in September 
And I think within, was it two weeks? I reckon two weeks I had my first door ding and it happened while I was sitting in the car and I lost my bananas at this poor lady. <laughs> I was so upset and she wasn't, she didn't have fantastic English. So communicating that I was upset, she could probably only see through the anger in my face and the tone of my voice. I think voice. when you had your hand around her neck, she might've understood that. You no, were- I didn't have, I'm not like that. Definitely not like that. But I was extremely upset and she wasn't. She was like, it's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, it's honestly, it's not fine. <laughs> uh, my car's brand new. I've never had a brand new car before. And now there's a door dent in it. So that was one. Now, since then, I've had five. Yeah, actually. Actually. Yeah. And every time there's one, we get the door dent out. The guy at the door, the dent doctor. Yeah. And he comes out and he just... He's I, like, surprise, surprise, another, another door dent. I'm pretty much going to have him over for beers or a snorkel at some point. We're yeah. That, we're that good of friends now. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's at the minute. It's actually away now getting fixed. So when the door dents come out, my car's got like a clear coating, ceramic coating on it. And then the clear coating's wrecked. So then now it's got to go off to get... The, the door dent guy didn't know it had a ceramic coating. Yeah. So he used his buff to buff his glue off and then it left buff marks in it. So now it's gone back to the guy that did the ceramic coating. It's an absolute nightmare. It is a nightmare. And it's the car, it, like, it's not even a year old yet. And it's I'm time like, to get rid are of you it. kidding? <laughs> Brad really wants me to get rid of it, but I love it. Anyway. It's, as long as you like it, that's all that matters. Exactly. I yeah. love it. I um, love it. How good was training today? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if anybody else goes to like our cold. gym. Don't go there today. The gains have been taken. We collected every gain there was to have. We've got it. We've got it. And you know what? I think, did you get seven PBs? I got exactly seven PBs. So did I. And I cannot remember the last time I actually got that many PBs in one session. It was the lane gain train. It was very much the lane gain train. And Brad spotted me on bench press and I was going to stop at... I think you're going for ten. nine. You're I was going, going for, for nine, nine yeah. and then I pushed myself to ten, yeah. which was two up on last week, and then you pushed me for an additional. So I got to 11, and that was that was actually maximum. There was no more left. And I got you to spot me on incline bench. And you got two more. Yeah. You were going for I going seven. For, I was two. I, yep. Didn't I get eight? Oh, maybe you Yeah, I got did. eight, eight, eight. So maybe the, you did. So the set before I got to seven, and then as you know, incline bench – you have to ask a, a stranger for a spot. You've got to get someone on bench press to help spot you. Yeah. And I think I said this before, um, how to tell if you're pushing at an RPE yes. of eight or how to know if you're pushing hard enough. And I use this because sometimes uh, on something like bench, on if you're doing bicep curls and you fail – well, it doesn't matter. You just, you don't lift it. Yeah. You know, if you know what you're doing when you squat, you can pop it off your back. If, you do, if you're dead lifting, you can you let it go. Like it's not the end of the world. On stuff like your bench press, which I reckon that's probably nearly the only, yeah. maybe only one of, maybe there's one other one, but pretty much bench press is that one where if you fail, you'll probably die. No, you won't. Don't say that because chicks will be freaking out. You won't die. You might. So, which I ask a stranger for a spot. It's you know everything's scary the first time you do yeah. it. Like uh, the, the first time you went to the gym, you know a, a traditional weightlifting gym, yeah. and all the beef heads are there, and you know you feel like everyone's looking at, yeah. at you and all the rest of it. And then once you've been there for a month. Like you're the beef head now. 
<laughs> you're like, yeah, you're I know like, this is mean. my fucking gym. But know? we're saying that with bench press, yeah, I don't get you to spot me very often. It's quite rare. And the same goes with you. It's good, but... It's not necessary. But if yeah. you're pushing an 8 out of 10. So what I was going to say yeah, is right. the, the way that you tell, so now that you're shivering in your boots and you're never going to do bench press again, come back for a sec. So what you do to work out if you're going to die under the bar <laughs> is the speed at which you can yes. uh, push it up yes. off your, away from your chest. So last time I used that hack or trick to tell if you're pushing it an 8 out of 10, this is another way to do it to tell if death is near. So if you're, if you're pushing, sometimes you can get rid of a real burn um, from uh, bench press. If you're pushing and the weight's still moving at fast as fast as it was in the first rep as it is in your current rep you're fine bro you're gonna get the next one when you hit that rep that it drops to half speed if you're on your own call it quits yeah i totally agree so that's that's, perfect that's where i got to so i did a set uh, a set of eight a set of eight then my next set seven for me was half speed yes and i was like if i go for eight so six was fine six was like it hurts and I can really feel the gains getting collected. Yes. Uh, but, like, I was like, oh, you know, oof. And then seven was, like, half speed. And I was like, that's it. I don't have a spotter. I'll call it at that. So that's if you got scared with what I just said. Yeah. I was trying to make the point. Right. Was you don't have to be scared. Yes. Because just pull out at half speed. Yes, exactly. And yeah. so I got you to spot me on the fourth set. Yes. Which this is where if you ask a spotter for ask a stranger for a spot on that last so I went 887 the chances are I may not have even got 7 again because maybe on rep 6 I might have hit half speed. Yeah. But because you were there to save my life I actually got to 8. Yeah, exactly. So got I got the six, more. I got the seven at half speed and I got eight at like quarter speed. And, and I, I actually didn't, like I didn't, when, and when we say spotter, it's just reassurance. You didn't do I didn't, I didn't do anything. I no. didn't touch the bar. I was just there as reassurance just in case you needed a little bit of a lift up. But I didn't, I didn't even touch it. I didn't even actually move my hands from behind my back. And if anyone is spotting someone, if someone asks you if you're a stranger and someone asks you to help spot, or if you ask someone to spot you, oftentimes it's uh, the spotter doesn't know what the lifter wants. So the way, I'll tell you how a perfect spotter-lifter relationship would work, and then you can take from this what you want. Uh, Number one, don't make eye contact, of course, goes without saying. Number two, if it's, say, it's bench press, only grab the bar if the bar comes to a stop. So if they're still making progress and they're still moving... Don't help them. Yes. Let them continue to push. If it comes to a stop, that's your cue as a spotter. That's Don't let them push out of a stop. That's when you get to the point where you're at a 10 out of 10. You're potentially going to drop form. I'm not saying an injury will happen, but, you know, that's probably a higher risk yeah. at that point. As long as that bar has momentum, don't touch the bar. Once the momentum stops, that's when a spotter can yeah. grip it. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's because right. I used to always say to you, "I'm like, don't touch, don't touch." I know. It. Like he's like his face is like screwed up and he's like about to poo us. Yeah, about to poo his pants. His face is about to explode. It's bright red, and he'd be like, "Don't touch that." I don't even want your hands under it. But yes. I, look, that's just me. Other people might not mind. 
your hands close. I just feel like I don't have quick enough reflexes. Yeah. So I need to have my hands there if I can tell. Like today yeah. I could tell that I'm like, you've got this. Yeah. There's no issue. But if I can tell that things are slowing down and you could need my help, I just feel like my reflexes aren't quite quick enough to go from beside me to grabbing the bar if Well, that's fair be. enough too. So could save you. Could save my life. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, that's what I'm there for. Which that's a perfect segue into Q1. What? Oh, hang on. I've got the questions. Do you here, want me to? Should I flip the coin? Yeah, I think so. Why I haven't not? got a great deal of room here. I might have to do it. I might push this over. Just have a, Let's have a countdown. A countdown to what? Three, two, one, flip. So I can Is that go, what you want? Yeah, because yeah, sometimes you just go flip and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa <laughs> heads. <laughs> what the fuck? This is a weird coin. Hang on. It's a special what Anzac. What is this coin? It's an Anzac coin. That was Tails. But... On tails, it's got – it looks like a roulette. Are you sure this is Anzac? Yeah, it's a special coin. It's one it says, of those $2 coins that's got like a blue yeah, ring that's it. around it. Yeah, what does it say? I don't know. Black boar, B-O-A-R. I haven't seen that before. Hmm. Um, Something, something. Mr. It says Mr. Squiggle on it. Jamie. Look. This is very interesting. Uh, $2, Mr. Squiggle. Is that Australian? Oh, is it is an Australian Very coin. interesting listening for you as while we yeah, inspect just, a coin. Wow, that's really – oh, do you remember Mr. Squiggle, the blackboard? Yeah. That's yeah. his coin. What is he do? How did he get How a coin? How did he get – oh, my gosh, that was when I was a kid. Yeah, that's when I was a kid. Is that the Upside one that drew down, with his ups. nose? The yes. pencil on his nose? Yes, yes. What a blast from the past. Yes, remember to always be upside down? Yes, I love that show. Yeah, so he's got a coin. And we've got it. Yeah, all right, so. Question number one. Do you want, uh, I'll Did I win? No. Oh, okay. You never win flip the coin. I don't know. We need to do scissors, paper, rock. This is not fair. I'm not doing scissors, not (laughs) with you. You're just ninja at scissors, paper, rock. All right, you ready? Question number one. How do I know when to add more weight to my lifts? I... I um, use a couple of different methods or maybe approach this in a different way. So when I program, and not everyone programs like this, I will program a rep range, 8 to 12, you know, 12 to 15, just as an example. And part of the reason I program like that is because subconsciously, if I say to you, I want you to do eight, uh, sorry, three sets of 10 or three sets of eight, Regardless of how challenging the weight is, too hard, too light, you're likely going to, in most instances, only like stop at 10, even if you could do 11 or 12. So when I say 8 to 10, if you're – sorry, 8 to 12 – if you're consistently hitting 12 with a particular weight that you're using, I say go up in weight. That's your cue. So you do your first set and, you know, let's say you, you're doing squats and you do 50 kilos and you the rep range is 8 to 12 and you do your first set and you get 12 reps. Well, don't go and use that same weight and do another set up the weight, challenge yourself. So basically speaking, I think it's a really good idea if you're working in a rep range to sit somewhere mid rep range. Um, Another good cue is if you're using like the same uh, weight consistently, um, that kind of goes similar, falls falls into the similar category of if you can hit 12 reps with 50 kilos and then you go into your second set and if you do 12 reps again at 50 kilos, that's just another really good indication that it is too light for you and you should go up in weight. Um, 
So that's, yeah, so that's one way. Um, The other thing is a lot of people say this can kind of fall into, well, how much weight do I actually use to begin with? Sometimes it is a good idea to go heavier than what you think. I think more often than not, a lot of people fall into that category of um, underestimating their strength. So yeah, I think Go, go the next weight sometimes than what you think. And then if it's too heavy, well, awesome, you know. you like, okay, well, I, you know, Ash said eight to 12 reps and I only got six out. Cool, go back in weight a little bit. What are you, like, are you thinking along the lines of that? You're just looking at me like you're staring blankly and I'm like, hmm. I just like your new jumper. Oh, thanks. It's very comfortable. Um, no, you, as per usual. Did I, I steal the show first question? I agree with everything you said. I think you should be aiming for progressive overload every single time you train. Yeah. And so effectively a lot of people will be adding more weight every single time they lift. So if you do do, you know, if you do your squats, uh, did you say squats at yeah, 50, 50 kilos? Yards. If you hit, if the rep range is 8 to 12, if you hit 8 for all three, Probably I wouldn't add more weight yet. Yeah. I'd probably bump up into that rep range. So next time you do squats, which will be, you know, a uh, majority of the time, do you pro- you'll program squat or a squat variation more yeah. than once. Yeah. So do you go A, B, A at the minute or you go on workout one, workout two, workout depends. three? It depends. It depends who it is. Okay. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, all right, cool. So uh, uh, the next time you squat, which will either be that week or the next week, you will look to increase progressively overload, which will be either – um, with your weight or the amount of reps that you're doing. So go if, if you're down at the bottom of the rep range and you could only get eight out, bump that up first. So cross that bridge first. Try for, you know what, try for 12. If you only get 11 or 10 or 9 out, that's okay. But you'll be surprised if you're doing the right things, if you're in the first, you know, two years of your training journey where you've trained properly like ash programs not like you know like yeah i've been to a gym but i didn't really have a program or you know that kind of stuff if you've trained properly for less than two years then you'll probably find that you'll be surprised how quickly you'll progress particularly if you're less than six months but yeah but it still does continue after that so next time you'll probably find you can hit three sets of 10 and you'll be like oh that was quick if i got to 10 then the fu- so if I went three sets of eight this week and I went wow that was cool. Next week if I got out three sets of ten, the following week I'd increase the weight already because I'd want to be I wouldn't want to hit that rev limiter. I wouldn't want to hit that twelve 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 because I'll feel like ah oh, fuck Brad's going to come and get some gains because I didn't put you know if yeah. you've hit all your sets at the maximum, if you're extremely in tune with your body and you're like. I really gave an 8 out of 10, fair enough. But for a lot of people, you probably shouldn't quite be able to hit that maximum number for all sets. And I think you might have left some gains for someone else if you have. So aim for progressive overload every session, which for a lot of people will mean nearly adding weight every time you lift. All reps. Weight all reps. Yeah. Well, this one's for weight, like how yeah, do I know? Right. Yep. Yeah. For most people, it'll nearly be every time, nearly, yeah. you know. They'll, I think there'll be less people in the category that get it right the first time. So say with my bench press today, I did eight – well, my reps are meant to be eight to 12. Yeah, right. I did eight, eight, seven because I was scared of death and then I got eight. <laughs> yes. 
So I'm not going to add weight to that. Yes. So what I'm going to aim for is I'll probably aim for nine nine. You know, if I can get yeah. nine nine eight eight, yeah, I'll be happy. I'll ideally go for nine 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 nine, but that's how small of an increment it could be. Yeah, absolutely. But, but in that case, I won't add weight yet. If I would have done them and got twelve, and the other thing is, you can add weight from set one to set two. Yes. So if you do set one and you get twelve out, yeah, it's okay to go. Oh, you know what? I'm going to bump the weight up. Yeah. If you do set two and get only eight out. You can bump it back down again too. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay to ta- to peel a little bit back, even if that means going back to set one's weight. Yeah, I think that's okay as well. I think it's also important. Like we do. Str- oh my gosh, our dog. He's like, buddy, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing, mate? Go away. <laughs> take your bed. <laughs> he drags his bed around the house. He tries to fluff it up or whatever. Yeah, and it's I don't I can't really you should describe. Should say what happened yesterday. We got home yesterday. And he was obviously fluffing his bed up all across the house. Around the whole is, house. Which he does every single day. Do you have to point that down a bit more? I don't know, maybe. Is that better? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it makes a difference. Um, and he poofed it all the way over to my office and my camera was on its tripod, which it all it lives on the tripod. It's right in a corner. It's in a corner. Like it's not it, in it's a, a proper commercial tripod, like a big one. Yeah, like a proper OnlyFans tripod. No, not an OnlyFans one, but it's a proper one. Somehow he's managed to somehow flip it. Like it would have been challenging for a dog and smashed my camera all over the floor. So we came home to a smashed camera. On the floor. On the floor with bits of bits of camera everywhere. Yeah. I was not happy, Jan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the camera's broken. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so he's just doing that. So if you hear that weird noise, that's him just fluffing into a chair. Like he doesn't <laughs> look behind him. No. He just smushes with his front paws and just backs into whatever could be around him. Which is probably which what is, happened to the camera. Yeah, he just which, backed himself into the camera, probably got stuck, did a backflip, and yeah. then boom, the camera smashed. Yeah. Anyway, don't know where I was at, but yeah, awesome. Lift every time. Yeah, oh yeah, every time. Oh, that's just one thing. Don't also, also don't be concerned if you're at a point in your journey where you don't get, uh, in, get to increase your weight or, or every single session because whilst that is the intention, it's not always going to be what happens. And in some instances – if you are highly stressed, say you had a really crappy sleep last night, you're super moody and then you go and train. Why'd you look at me when you said that? Because you're super moody. No, <laughs> not really. Um, yeah, then you go and train. You may just talk yourself out of lifting heavier weights. You just may not have the energy to do it. It doesn't mean that you've had a failed session. It's just one session that's like that. Especially so. if you say you're deep in a fat loss phase too. Exactly. So, yeah, don't – I feel like don't – it's important not to get upset. Be Rather than getting upset about a performance that wasn't what you thought that, or, or what you wanted it to be, be proud that you actually went considering the circumstances. So, yeah. Or maybe you got to the gym after I'd been there already and got all the gains. And Brad took all the gains, left none for anyone else, and there you go. You didn't get your PB. Yeah. Question num- – oh. Question number two, now that I have the – Questioni list. 
Uh, okay, is there a better time to take creatine either during a reverse diet or fat loss phase? So I'm guessing the question doesn't necessarily mean is there a better time of day to take it. I'm guessing what they mean is should you take it during a reverse diet? Should you take it during a fat loss phase? Is there a better time out of those two times to take it? The best time to take creatine is right now. So wherever you are, <laughs> All the time. whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're currently taking creatine daily, okay, hang on, I probably should say, if your goal is muscle growth yes. or if you have a performance-based goal yeah. as well, um, because creatine does uh, – a lot of the studies have shown that cre- creatine will help improve athletic performance yeah. as well. So if you have a performance goal or a muscle hypertrophy goal, which when I say muscle growth, also fat loss. The best thing for fat loss is muscle growth. If any of those are your goals, then creatine has been shown in an extremely high percentage of people to help with muscle growth, muscle protein synthesis. So – with the best time to be taking it, if you don't currently take it, that now is the best time to, to currently take it. If you already take it, do not stop. Keep taking it. If you can add it to your daily routine, every little bit that you can add to uh, growth, the better. Um, in terms of reverse diet or fat loss, it doesn't matter. If you happen to be in your reverse diet now, start taking it now. If you happen to be in a fat loss phase, start taking it now. I think people will um, often hold off uh, starting creatine because in a lot of people it can um, show up as scale weight so a bit tired there buddy every wednesday it happens it's another wednesday night podcast too we just we need that we need a little bit of clean air so we can do one podcast after another and that's all we need to get us back on track yes i agree but anyway um chicks hate seeing that fucking scale go up and so they will put off moving towards their goal because the scale can make them sad sometimes. So uh, creatine can cause water retention within the muscle, inside the muscle. Therefore, it potentially could show up on the scale as scale weight. It's not fat. Um, it's not It's not a negative. And actually, the positive to it, regardless if you're reverse dieting or fat loss, the uh, water goes in the muscle so it makes the it can help the muscle have an appearance of looking bigger. Exactly. So, so you can actually look better while taking it. While taking it, look more muscular. Again, in either, you know what I mean? In either. So if you're in a fat loss phase and you worry that your scale is going to go up, don't worry about it. It's not. Uh, that's not important. When you look, but you, I think I said to you uh, last podcast or the one before, what did you weigh in the fourth week of April last year? No idea. You don't know, but you know roughly the first half of the year, roughly the second half, or yeah. roughly summer, roughly winter. That's that's how anyone listening to this, if they continue on their journey long enough, that's how you'll eventually get used to it. And it's only because you're, um, as you change the person that you are and you realise you hit your goal and you're like, wow, that didn't seem to matter, you know what I mean? That didn't seem to matter as much as I thought it would after all. You'll get to a point where you realise the scale is just one out of several numbers that we need. It's like looking at your bank account and it starts with a nine. You don't know if it's $9 or 900 million. You can't make a decision based off the first number. You need the rest of them. So if that, you know, if that nine changed to a one, well, that doesn't mean bad. That might be one billion. Yeah. So, that it, you know, so it, it, while it's data that we do collect, um, there's more benefit in taking creatine, even if that gives you some short-term scale sadness. 
Couldn't agree more. I think um, some people even put it off during a fat loss phase, but because of that, and when you say potentially scale weight gain, look, it's honestly, it's more than likely that you'll see scale weight go up when you take creatine, but just note it, note it down. And if it does, well, you'll know it's creatine. You're like, okay, well, creatine did that. Don't avoid taking it, like Brad said, because the scale weight will go up. Note it down, realize what it is. It's not fat. Um, Yeah, and then continue on your merry way in enjoy the performance gains that you'll get at the gym enjoy the muscle growth that you'll get and enjoy in turn the fat loss that you will benefit from it's a, it. it's a bonus stage dude like if you could walk into the gym and they say okay do you are you taking creatine and you say no and they go okay you only get two gains today whereas, <laughs> whereas if you go yes i'm on the creatine they go okay you get three gains today awesome welcome in you would do it but yeah. it's just you don't that's what's happening exactly but you just don't realize it's like getting the bonus round on the pokies. I don't even the, know the what feature. that is. I don't. I cannot say that I've ever by myself gone and put money in a poker machine. You haven't had I a wouldn't slap even on know the, what to do. I the old tradies laptop. I'd be like, excuse me, how does this work? Um, yeah. All right. Number three. Question number three. You're looking at me then like it was my turn to ask a question, yeah. and I just realised it was. Question number three. <laughs> uh, do oh, this one's a good one. I can't wait to answer this. Do you need to directly train your abs or do they get enough training by doing squats and deadlifts, etc.? You know what? Yes, they do actually get a really good they a really good workout. They do get trained really well through squats, squats, deadlifts, through most things. Um, more so than we even realize. But I still believe train your abs as well. They should be trained like any other muscle, particularly if you do want to focus on them. If you're like, oh my god. You know, I'm a bit flabby, a bit fluffy in the midsection. Um, doing additional ab workouts, not necessarily going to make that change, okay? So that's probably going to be more you focusing on reducing your body fat overall. Uh, and for a lot of people, particularly women, it is the last area that it takes to go. And oftentimes people don't want to hear that, but that's just life. That's just how it is. But um, Brad doesn't train abs. <gasps> You just took my whole point that I was going to make. <laughs> Brad doesn't do it. And if you see his Instagram with his barley photos, he's got abs. So. Next question, I guess. <laughs> this is what I was going to say. Right. I go. was going to say, so just forget that Ash said that, okay? Just pretend I didn't say anything. Okay. So what I was going to say is this is a perfect example of an influenza an influencer because – can you say that? Did you get influenza? Because if I were to be an influencer and if you look at my photos, I, I don't have to lean down all that much to get visible abs. And then if I le- have a decent crack at leaning down, I get quite visible abs. And that's without training them. So if I was an influencer, I could say like, no – you don't need to train abs. Yeah. All you need to do is deadlifts, squats, and engage your core when you're doing most uh, most of your training, and that will be enough for you to get defined six-pack abs once you lean down enough. So yeah. this is where that, um, uh, what's it called, anecdotal thing yeah. comes out. Just because it works for me, that doesn't mean it works for everyone else. And yeah. I think this is where so many of those myths and so many of those things that you like uh, uh, booty bands for squatting, you know, all that trash, 
this is where a lot of that comes from is just because it works for one person, that doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone else. I don't train abs. Yeah, you n- never do, ever. Ever. Ra- I'll, I'll, randomly, you might I'll, throw in one yes, session. Yes, I'll have a random ab session here and there. Like uh, not even a session, like – uh, like three sets. Three sets at the end of a workout. Randomly. Randomly. Very rarely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I probably should start doing them again now. Summer's coming. <laughs> it's the start of winter. Uh, yeah. It's the best time. It's the best time. So, I think it's important to um, be able to look from the outside in. Abs, train them like any other body part. Yeah. If, you know, if you're genetically have something that, you don't have to train as much, you know, as other people or it, it gets to where you want it from your goal. That's you. That's individual for you. So the opposite for me might be calves, say, for example. Uh, yeah. So I've genetically have pretzel legs and then as I've grown my legs over the year, they're still pretzel-y. But, <laughs> but my, my glutes grew very fast. So actually, do you know I've got um, uh, stretch marks on my glutes? Yeah, I'd obviously, obviously I know, you know that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you got to beat my bum hole from now on. I can't be trusted anymore. So, um, but I don't have them anywhere else. I don't have any, I don't have a stretch mark on my body except for my glutes. And that was from when I went from uh, not training effectively to training effectively and my glutes just blew up. Yeah. And I was like, even I didn't get it. I was like, why is my ass getting fat? I don't get this. <laughs> it's not it, Well, it wasn't fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. My quads was, have been slow to respond. However, there has been a noticeable difference. If you looked just at my quads compared to a footy player's quads, they're very poor. However, if you look from my original pretzel leg to now, they've developed a lot. Yeah. My calves – are like the weakest <laughs> thing weakest to progress. Like they progress on the slowest scale. So well, let's get your calf implants, baby. I'm happy for right. yeah. I'm happy for that. <laughs> so, so that's like a good example of so say genetically abs. All I have to do is lean. If uh, in saying that, I do engage my core extremely well when I do squats, deadlifts, even if I'm doing a standing bicep curl. My, yes. my core's on. Well, it should be, yeah. You, you know, so um, that's like an example of just an individual difference on someone. So I might go and see someone that's got fantastic calves and I'm like, look at this, look at this. And then we're talking, mate. And say, so, hey, mate, do you mind if I ask what do you do for calves? Well, he might be the he might be my ab brother. He might yeah. just he might just get up in the morning. Like, all you have to do is squats and deadlifts, S- and that's going to engage enough. Exactly, to exactly. give you the calf muscles. You're, look, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yes. And even my calves have grown. Someone said to me not that long ago, like, "Oh, your calves look." And I'm like, "This person's been very." Nice. <laughs> it's <a> very. <laughs> You're like uh, out of everything you picked, uh, the one body part yeah. that I actually don't train. I, I appreciate no my calves. Yeah. Oh, I, you I'm train like, your calves. <laughs> question number. <laughs> Hang on, it's my turn. Uh, it's not very nice. <laughs> hey, hey, that hey, was hey. for you. Uh, yeah. So um, train them like any other body part. Yes. Is that what we? Is yeah, that where we got to where with that? We got to train them like any other body train part. Them, yes. Yes. Except, is there a better rep range to train them in? What do you do with them in your strength? If you're in your strength phase, I always usually train them in roughly speaking. I would say somewhere between eight and fifteen. Eight, eight and 15 reps and it but it just depends it depends on the exercise that you're doing weighted exercises you could even train it in a six to ten six to ten rep range if you're doing like a yeah a, oh a weighted um yeah a weighted exercise but roughly speaking somewhere between eight to 15 is where I would 
if I had to pick a reference. And yeah, but not 16, so don't forget that. Not 16, because you won't grow abs if you do 16. Abs only grow in actually uneven numbers, whereas most body parts will grow in even numbers. Um, And the only thing I was going to add to that was um, if you get a. uh, So when you're doing your abs, a lot of people have as poor ab ability as they do squats or deadlifts. Mm. You have to learn. So you know how you have to learn how to squat? You have to learn how to deadlift. A lot of people have to learn how to engage their abs properly. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that you just brought that up because this happens so many times. Like I naturally – I don't have – like I have to get quite lean to have a full six-pack. Naturally, my top two abs, um, if I'm wearing (coughs) high-waisted pants or whatever, naturally they're quite prominent. But when it comes to a full six-pack, I don't generally have one all year round. I have more of a flatter stomach but because I actually have to get quite lean. But naturally, I am actually – I have not like – super strong abs but I do naturally can engage my core really quite well and there's exercises that sometimes I can't do right like or a certain rep range and I'll have a client say to me oh how do I make this harder and I was like you don't need to make this harder if you're engaging your core so I think it's a really good idea to when it comes to abs is to really focus on being slow and controlled. Don't move through the movement too fast. If you're feeling it in your hip flexors, that's because your abs are not turned on. Um, It's really, it does take a lot of muscle-mind connection to get your abs to actually engage. Uh, And that's something that if you're thinking, okay, cool, you know, if you're a TWA or FLFM girl and you haven't piped up yet and you're like, oh, this ab exercise is so easy, um yeah like send me a video so that I can see it and then I'll say okay cool no this is what I want you to do or hey maybe you just have maybe you're just super super strong like you're a hulk in the ab exercise area an ablete yeah you're an ablete I love that like an athlete (laughs) yeah if you get sore hip flexors or sore low back when doing abs yeah um that's because you're not engaging your core what would be a good like cue if you would a, a good cue be if you're laying on your back with your knees up and you know how you've got the gap under your low back yeah um like the harbour bridge gap yep. if you were to flatten out that gap yep that's your starting position for a crunch yeah and you tuck your chin to your chest chin to your chest flatten out your back and then so so if you want to try it and see if you're someone that can engage their core, lay on the back, you know, swing your hands like you normally see people do to use momentum to get yourself up and then try and, and uh, flatten out your back so your whole back's on the ground and then... And chi- use no t- momentum. No momentum, chin to chest, and then do a sit-up. Yeah. And, and that's the difference between engaging your core. When you see a lot of people doing hanging leg raises and stuff, they're really just using their hip flexors. They're really swinging to swinging get their legs Swinging and stuff up. like that. Yeah, it's, it is actually quite difficult to do it. So it is like a learning process, no different to your squat. Yeah, I, I always say slow it right down. Absolutely yeah. not something to be rushed. Slow it down. Even if, you know, the rep range is, say, 8 to 12, for example, and you're, you slow it down and you realise you can't quite get to 8 yet, that's okay. Yes. Abs is something that actually comes quite quickly for a lot of people. So once you start engaging it, you will notice that you progress really quickly. But like Brad said, um, 
if you're doing, say, a sit-up on the floor. Um, I remember, do you remember the ab tests that we yeah. did when I first did my PT certificates? Yeah. Um, one of them was, so doing a standard sit-up with hands in front of you. So as you sit up, your hands would run up your legs. And once you're like straight arms, it would run up your legs and then you would stop when your elbows got to your knees. Now, that was like step one. And to be successful at that, you had to be able to do that with your feet flat on the floor. And then the hardest one was to hold a one kilo dumbbell behind your neck, but all like behind, yeah, behind your neck and be able to perform a sit up with, without your feet coming off the floor. I remember no one could do it. So I don't know, maybe give it a go. Mm-hmm. One kilo dumb, even, you know what, it's even actually really hard if you put your um, hands, I, I think it was on top of your head maybe. When you're doing yeah. your sit up, I think it was something like that without actually like pulling your neck up. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's really quite challenging for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, little ab, ab lesson. You used to be able to do it. Yeah, I haven't actually tried it for a very long time. You should try it now. I'm not going to try it now mid podcast. Why not? Because we've got another question to Who answer. Who thinks that Ash should try it right now? <laughs> Babe, the crowd thinks you should try it. You think? The, give the crowd what they want. Hang up, hang up your headphones. I'll I'll take this solo. Okay. All right, you ready? Okay, Ash is about to get on the ground. I'll paint I'll paint her. Where are you going? All right, she's going to go to the carpet. The tiles are too tough. Hang on, just slow back. So she's on the ground. Oh, I don't know. All right, you ready? Oh. <laughs> okay, she got it. Her first attempt was failed. Second attempt she did it and you got your knees uh, your elbows to your knees. Yeah, that's that, – I did it like – I'm trying to think what ex- – oh, I did weighted sit-ups this afternoon to absolute failure to be able to get my PBs. So my abs are very, very sore. We've just got uh, an extra person on our podcast. We have an extra person on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay, moving on to question number four. What is it? What is the best way to get back on track after falling off? The wagon, falling off the wagon. Is someone falling off the wagon? All right, I'm going to say that there's a couple things to look at here. I'm going to say that if you have fallen off the wagon, do not stress, do not worry, it is very – it can happen um, and there is an easy way to get back on track, which I am going to tell you what to do. However, I do want to pause for a second and just say if this is regular, if this is happening, what's an acceptable amount of times to fall off the wagon? What's at a point where you're like, okay, we really need to peel this back? So if you're falling off the wagon every second month, yeah, is that – I think it – look, I, I feel like it's not something – honestly, you can't I feel like a, I can't put a number You can't put a number. All right. I think it's going to be circumstantial. If you're – so if there hasn't been – so look, sometimes there can be a significant life event yeah, and you can fall off the wagon. Yeah. And, and although, you know, we'll preach that you should be able to do this 52 weeks a year no matter what happens, sometimes there are times where, you know, it depends on your priorities and your priority may have to be that – falling off the wagon, you know. Now, I would I would probably say that if you do go through a significant life event, um, the, f- the initial thing to do for some reason for a lot of people is to stop doing the things that fill their cup. Yeah. So there's 
uh, cup filling activities, which is like um, going to the gym. You you may not realize, but that's actually filling your cup and bringing you joy. Um, and, and that's they're the things that will even out the seesaw of life. So if you've got stresses in life, normal day to day, the other, you know on one side of the seesaw, the other side of the seesaw might be the things that bring you joy, like filling up uh, filling up your cup with the gym and you know eating well, hanging out with friends and family. A lot of people, when they get additional stress on the side of the seesaw, like a significant life event, like a new job, like work stress, you know, relationship stress, they'll um, immediately think, okay, I need to take things off the joy side of the seesaw and add more time on this stress, on this stressful side of the seesaw. Now, I get there's going to be situations where, yes, that has to happen. However, I, I would say other than a significant life event, if it's possible, keep as much cup filling things as you can to keep that seesaw uh, evened out. You know, so for example, sometimes I'll have bouts of depression, for example. Yeah. If you haven't heard me talk about this before, I did talk, uh, I, I did go into some detail, detail about my depression. I can't even remember which one it was. Maybe in the first four episodes. No, nah, no, it was after that. Was that? Yep, because first three were on our old microphones. Four was a new one. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but I, I, if anyone else out there struggles with depression, I compare it for myself to uh, shoulder bursitis because I have shoulder bursitis. If I don't stretch, if I don't do mobility, you know, if I sleep awkwardly on the couch, if I, you know, if I do all those things, if I neglect it, then my bursitis will get worse and it'll flare up. And then the immediate response will be to do less. I'll be yeah. like, oh, I'll have to hold it in a position that it doesn't hurt. I'll have to stop training. All those things are not actually making it better. I have to proactively go out of my way. My shoulder bursitis doesn't hurt today, but I did mobility today. And it's the same with my depression. My depression doesn't – I don't feel depressed today, but I'll always continue – I went to the gym today. So I'll always try and do things that will fill that cup and offset – what can happen with the depression? So, if you're some, if it's something in that category of a, of a life event or something like that, just have a think about: Will continuing to go to the gym actually help help bring you joy and fill your cup? So, I would say that. Now, if you're someone that is falling off the wagon on the semi reg, then I would look at your habits. What is causing this? Peel it right back. Uh, if if this is you then it doesn't mean you're not going to get to your goal. But what it means is you're not the person yet that is capable of achieving that goal. Um, so before a successful business owner is a successful business owner, they're not the person yet it takes. So you know how you see a lot of people will talk about they learned more from their failures than they did from their success when it comes to business and stuff like that? That's because they're learning so much along the way through their failures or a failed business or something, that creates the person that it takes to become a successful business. That doesn't mean you have to fail a business, but for that person. For that person, become the person they are. So for us, if we had – it was baby Bex's birthday today, he just turned two, which uh, were the godparents of Bex. If he had to stay at our house for a week, we'd be 100% fine because we've been through having Casey – However, if someone didn't had never had a kid and then they had to take care of Bex for a week, it'd blow their mind. Yeah. They'd be like, what the earth? What do I feed it? 
How do I wash it? Why does it stink so bad? How, it's eating its Why own is poo. It so noisy. Like yeah. they'd just be that. So we've become the type of person that's capable of have, taking care of another human. So you might be, uh, if you're doing the same things over and over, and you continue falling off the wagon, there's something there that we need to short circuit and go. Okay, what do we need to change? What? How do we get you to be the person, the type of person? It might be as simple as saying, "What would Ash do?" You know, like when you go to order your lunch and you go, "What would um, a healthy person order?" You know, okay, so I'll have the salad instead of a cheeseburger. Just today, you, know, you can have cheeseburgers too. You, what did you? Oh no, you didn't end up getting. I the didn't cheese. get it. I actually got grilled chicken. You got grilled chicken. Thank you. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think that is a fantastic way to put it. And I think having self reflection, like sometimes people look at um, what they oh, I fell off the wagon. They treat it like a failure, and then they won't try again because they're like, "I'm a failure," and all they do is focus on, "Oh, it failed," and I'm in my own pity party. I'm a failure. That's not going to help you. That's not going to uh, serve you. You can look at it. Okay, what? have a self-reflection what went wrong why did it not work for me and how can I actually improve it next time if you if you failed or if you fell off the wagon let's call it fall fell off the wagon because of a significant life event well is it something that was in your control could you prevent it you know like the Melbourneers Melbournians are in lockdown at the moment so two weeks lockdown you know, is that something that you could control? No. no. So you didn't technically fall off because of something that was inside of your control. Now, lockdown, a lot of people go, okay, well, I'm in lockdown. That means that I have to, you know, not track my food anymore. That means that I have to not train anymore. No, it doesn't. Okay. So that is obviously within your control. There are things that you can do. If there is a way, how are you going to make it work? It's my favorite question that I ask myself um, when I'm in a situation where I'm like, no, I can't do that. Well, can I, or do I not want to make it work these are all little things to ask yourself I think um and like Brad said I think it's really important just to have that self-reflection look back on what you know what went wrong and how can you improve it next time can and what do you need to do to become the type of person that doesn't fall off the wagon what are you doing now that's causing you to fall off the wagon yeah. or playing a big role and do you, do you want like do you want it now the only last thing I'll, I'll add before we give you the secret recipe to get back on the wagon is is what you're doing unsustainable it yeah. might not be your fault if you're in one of ash's groups then it's sustainable if you're doing um, if you're doing 10 training sessions a week as a, as a, as a number and you're eating a thousand calories and you've got 25 kilos that you want to lose, those two things, your 10 training sessions and your thousand calories is pro- is probably uh, Superman himself probably couldn't hang on long enough to get 25 kilos off you're on a train that's destined to crash so um i would ask are you on the right wagon yeah are you on an eight-week wagon or or are you on uh the rest of your life wagon yeah choose the choose the correct wagon because whilst the eight-week wagon might 
get you short term where you want to be. I just want to get there. I just, yep, if I just get there first, it never happens. The wagon goes so fast that the wheel is going to fall off. The wheel always falls off. I have, it always falls off. It always does. So that might be, that might be I did my eight week challenge, but then. But then, oh, we got the but then, girl. But then. But then. Then my child got sick or I did it and then. I got sick of eating. But then I went. But then I went back to eating how I used to eat. Exactly. I went back to looking and feeling how I used to feel. So just look at that part as well. Are you on a sustainable track? Yes. Now, if you're on a sustainable track, if you're trying to become the type of person that doesn't fall off the wagon, and you've fallen off the wagon, and you're like, you know what? This is it. This is the last time. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm getting on this wagon. I'm going to stay on the wagon. And you're like, where do I start? Pick up where you left off. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, the only exception to pick up where you left off is if you stopped for three months. Three, you'd, I'm like, okay, let's not get dogmatic you with numbers. You can't say a time frame. I <laughs> wouldn't not, care, but honestly, I would pick up. I think it just gets so, okay, what are you going to do, tracking again? Two yeah. weeks tracking? Yeah. I would pick up where you left off. Yeah, I mean, yes. Look, if you, 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 you know what? I think that. this is okay for us to have two different answers. Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah. I'll give my answer, you give your answer. Yeah. And then, you know, the crowd can choose my answer is right. <laughs> so okay. my answer is pick up where you left off. If it's been uh, three, let's say, let's just pick it. You're reverse dieting, all right? You're at 2,000 calories and for some reason you fall off a wagon. In a month's time when you want to start again, I would say go back to 2,000 calories and go from there. Now, I would... The only uh, adjustment I would make is I would marinade until your weight and waist got back to where they were when you were on 2,000 calories previously. So if it's been a month, you've put on a centimetre and three kilos. If you go back to 2,000 calories, there's a very, very high chance that your weight and waist will go back to where they were when you were doing those things, provided um, you're getting your green ticks and it, it might take two or three weeks to marinate to get back to where you were, but that's what I would do. If it's been four years, yeah. maybe start again, maybe go through the process. There's not a time frame that you can say yeah. this is the, the flick the switch from going back and this is the flick the switch to re, redoing your maintenance. I would do whichever brings you more joy, but I, I'll generally lean on Go back to if you go back to what you were doing before, you go back to looking at how you're feeling before. There's a very high chance you will. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. I think that <laughs> I think that was a really good answer. Um, I think when we talk about, I think it's circumstantial once again. I think it's just one of those things. What What have you been doing in the meantime? You know, like, is it, you know, have you been training? Have you stopped training? Like, tracking, not tracking, all that kind of stuff. I think it's important to look at the whole picture. Um, in some instances, and I told this to one of the girls the other day, she stopped tracking, I think it was November, December last year. Um, and I was like, you know what? I th- And just based on her circumstances, I was like, I think it would be a really good idea for you to do two weeks of tracking um, just to get a really good idea of your maintenance and then move forward from there. She had been training and whatnot in the meantime. So I just think it – I do think it's individual. If you had to pick a number, let's say <clears> – because <throat> there's people sitting there now and they're like, okay, Brad said three weeks, Ash said 
you might as well say six, seven, six months, mm. you know, which I actually agree with you in that situation. If, if it has been since November, December, yeah, I reckon it's worth the two weeks yeah, totally. to track. I just feel like if you've only been off the wagon for three weeks, yeah. don't spend another two weeks tracking again. You're not oh, going to be – Oh, that definitely not. So what's definitely the number? What's, I, like, in so my let's head, say someone – it was two months. <laughs> they've been off the wagon for two months. I would be two months. It would be okay. I need to see all. It would be almost flip a coin. I think three months. I think I'd be like, I would track. It's it's two weeks. Yeah, it's two weeks. And you're still doing the other things. You can still have a protein goal. Oh, totally. During that time, you can still train. Train exactly. It's just your your calories. You're just tracking. Trying to eat in a and it's so hard. You get people to eat in a way that you know, with the intention of not losing or gaining weight, and they're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like listen to your hunger signals you know when you're hungry you know when you fall like you do get those signals and whilst those signals might be off they might not actually be correct just don't eat like an a-hole and don't try and diet strictly I my hunger signals are telling me right now that I'm hungry oh me too I'm looking forward to dinner actually I love when we have like Naughty, you know, a bit naughty. We're having chicken schnitzel burgers. Yes. Are you going to put cheese and sweet chilli sauce or are you going to do it like... No, I was going to do cheese and sweet chilli sauce. Maybe some spinach leaves. Tell you what, mates, you play your cards, (laughs) right? You might get lucky tonight. Um, We've got one more question. Yeah. And I I get to ask this? Is that correct Uh, or no? No. Are you asking? Yes, I ask it. You ready? Yep. Question number five. I had to go over my calories to hit my protein goal. Is that okay? Mm, depends what time of the week it is. So, do you want to? Um, <laughs> do we have to say like what's a protein goal? What's a calorie goal? Most people would uh, know. Most people will know what a protein goal and a calorie goal is. Um, so, with with any of uh, our girls, whether it's Train with Ash or FLFM, either one, everyone has a weekly calorie goal and a daily protein goal. Now, at the beginning, a lot of people will assume, okay, so the protein goal is strict. It is daily. You must meet it every single day. Your calorie goal is much more flexible. Now, oftentimes, um, sometimes people just are a little bit, I guess, not aware uh, with their food choices and sometimes they will go over their calorie goal to meet a protein target. The way that I like to do it is get your protein in first and kind of map that out for the day and then fit your foods in around that. Now, if it's Monday, okay, say it's Monday and your average daily calorie goal is 2,000 calories a day, okay, which is going to equate to 14,000 calories for the week. If you get to Monday and you're like, oh, I didn't plan today very well, and you have to go to 2,200 calories to meet your protein target, that's okay. When it's not okay is when you get to Sunday and you're at the end of your weekly goal and you're going to blow your weekly budget to meet your protein target, that's when it's not okay because you're going to get a red cross for going over your calories or you're going to get a red cross for not meeting your protein target. It's better to not meet your protein target than it is to go over your calories because calories is what controls either fat loss or fat gain. So that's where that's where I'm like it depends on the time of the week. Yep, you're 100% right. Yeah. Yep. Calories are always number one. Yes. Protein is always number two. Yes. And as you said, if you've got enough wiggle room, 
during the rest of your week that you can make up for, you know, oh, shit, it's uh, – is it cheap Tuesday for Domino's still? <laughs> I don't know, actually. You know, and you get a cheese pizza yeah. and you're like, oh, no, there's not enough protein in my cheese pizza. Yeah. I thought, you know, we're at Cheryl and Gaz's house. They couldn't be bothered cooking, so they've ordered pizzas. Here I was thinking Cheryl's going to order me a meat lover's pizza and I was going to be able to hit my protein. She's rolled out the cheese pizza. I'm not <laughs> going to hit my protein. So I'm going to have a protein shake today or I'm going to have something to help me get over my protein target, maybe yeah. a protein ice cream, but that does mean my average calories are meant to be 2,000 for the week or per day for the week. I've gone to 2,200 today. That's totally fine because tomorrow when, you know, Cheryl and Gaz um, are not getting any gains because they're eating cheese pizzas all week and not getting any protein into them, you know, which is going to reflect in their bikini when they have their pool party eventually. Absolutely. Then, um, then you can make up for it. Then you can go 1,800 calories tomorrow. And now you're even Stevens Thursday. You're ready for snorkels. It's even <laughs> Stevens. Snorkels. Just, I do want to just stop on that for a sec, this snorkel thing, because one of the emails that I sent out this week, actually I only sent one out this week, was about Brad getting drunk at a charity event. It doesn't And sound I like swear, like, it's funny. I feel like now, because we talk about you with snorkels, and getting drunk that people are going to think that you're an alcoholic. Brad's not an alcoholic, okay? He doesn't actually drink during the week. Um, it I was just, a Friday that I got drunk, bro. I'm pretty sure that's the, the week. You went to a charity event. Yeah. Like everyone was – like that's normal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just felt like I had to say that you're not an alcoholic. People are going to be like, wow. I think – look, I'll sum it up. Do you want me to sum it up? Yeah, I think you should. I only drink socially. Yes. So – not that there's anything wrong with having a wine at night with dinner or having a handful of beers watching The Origin. You know, yeah. if someone wants to go home and have a couple of drinks at night, go home have a couple of drinks, bro. Knock yourself out. Me personally, I don't drink unless there's something social yeah, to exactly. drink for. Yeah. So it's um, – yeah, and if we go for dinner tonight, yeah, I'll probably have a couple of drinks. If we are at home, I won't drink. The only time I'll drink at home is usually maybe on a, fro- a froze Friday. When we both decide. Like you wouldn't drink by yourself generally. You no. You have in the past but you wouldn't generally. Like if someone no. said to me, does Brad drink when you don't drink I w- at home? I would be like, I, my answer uh, would be no. Yeah, occasionally. But occasionally. Usually but it'll be a social no. thing even between you and I. And, yeah. And we'll be like, oh, you know what, do you want to grab a bottle of wine or do you want to get some uh, frosés or do you want to, you know, have a couple drinks or whatever. Yeah. It's usually social. The problem is I'm a social butterfly. <laughs> yes. A- and so I do enjoy I'll go to the opening of an envelope. I enjoy We go everywhere. You know, we we are, get an invite, we are there. We'll be there. Send. We'll be there. And Case will be there rolling his eyes like, Oh, can't we stay at home? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, fun is fun, friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, we just yeah, we just so, so in that end so yeah, because I will socialise a bit. So Friday uh, oh, that's probably not a great example this weekend. There will be weekends that I don't drink at all. I well, can't. Friday, so we Friday, didn't have okay. anything planned this weekend. So Friday just gone uh, was the charity event and yeah. so I got absolutely smoked and I was not well to the point where I was on the couch and you, you, I don't know if you were just blending ice in the end, but whatever the noise <laughs> was in the kitchen, it, don't worry. It, it Lani didn't. said, she's like, I hope you're like me when my husband gets drunk and hungover and you make extra noise the day after. And yeah. I'm like, actually, 
I do. (laughs) I honestly, I do. There's like, there's one rule that I've got and I'm like, you know what? You want to get drunk. Brad's quite fun until he gets annoying drunk. So there's like a, there's like a threshold. Yeah, but it's a big gap, bro. You're annoying now. Stop it. Um, (laughs) He's like, I know. Yeah. Um, But I was like, my rule is don't ruin the weekend. Like, because Brad has this thing about sleeping on the couch and I'm like... It's weird, isn't it? I'm like, I can't do anything when yeah, you're sleeping on the it. couch. So, it. You, it ruins the weekend. Yeah, but so I was trying to sleep on the couch. You're trying to blend ice. You're like, I know what we'll do. I'll find a new way to make water. I'll get all the <laughs> ice out of the freezer. I'll blend it up until it's water. And I'm on the couch like, this hangover's not getting any better. And so, you woke me up at two because we went to see Joel and Trisha's new house. Yeah. And so, I was like, oh, we better get a six-pack on the way and after about a corona and a half i was like you know what this saturday <laughs> turned out pretty good, good. <laughs> a few jets crackers i came good and so then uh what was that saturday then sunday we had a uh, catch-up a lunch catch-up which We've just oh, bit, I, wasn't, I don't think i was friends. actually going to drink but just such a social pushover well, it's everyone's like, like yeah, everyone's like, oh, I was like, I was going to grab a beer. I'm like, well, you know what? I can't let you drink alone. <laughs> so I'll a, have a beer too. I had a drink. I had a beer. And then I, uh, the guy came over and he goes, another round? And I thought they were not going to have another round. Yeah. So this, the little trick is I just went, yeah, mate, another round of beers, all three around. And the guy walked off and Samo looked at me because I was presuming he was sad because I'd ordered him another beer. And I'm like, you can't just have one beer. You won't. It's got to be an even number. And he was like, no, I was going to get a cocktail. And then you ended up I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, I didn't know it was this kind of a lunch. (laughs) So then we had... um, A lychee martini. Lychee martinis, yeah. So they were good. And then we had an affogato. And then I didn't sleep that night. And then on the way home, so that was well, on our way back in and then we saw Jesse and Rach through their <laughs> window. So they piled in the car. We went down and had more drinks at, um, at, Bridges. at Bridges. What do we have down there? Just beers. I think I just had beers. You had a couple, but then two beers. Bubbles yeah. showed up and, yeah. So that's – see how it happens? I, I don't know. It's so easy. Yeah. We're social butterflies. That's all it is. Was there a question? Yeah. Did we answer it? <laughs> Guys, did we answer the question? If, yeah, I did. Did we if miss I, anything? No, I don't think so. I had to go over my calories to hit my protein goal. Is that Where okay? did, were yeah. we headed with me being an alcoholic? Oh, just me because you were like, I don't know, you said something about Cheryl. snorkels at Cheryl's party and then I had to make a note that you're not an alcoholic. <laughs> Because, yeah, every time we talk about it, I'm like, oh, I'm just conscious that there'll be some people that are like, wow, this Brad, is, he sounds like he has a problem. Actually, I had – I, did I tell you I had a reply to the email yesterday? <laughs> and some lady was like um, – I don't know her name. It was it didn't say her name on her email, so that's why I'm like, some lady. Oh. Uh, she said, uh, excuse me, and who is Brad? And I was like, oh, it's my, it's my husband. To get some people don't know. Yeah, anyway. I'm kind of a big deal these days, but not everyone knows about it. I think I'm – I can't remember how many – I'm like over 100 followers, so it's getting – I think you – no, I actually think you are close to 300 followers. Stop it. I'm going to check no. on No. Yeah. No. You, you actually, when you're a social media influencer, you actually need to check your account. Okay. 278, my Two, friend. There you go. People wow. like you. Well, let's not go. Let's not stretch it too far, but <laughs> definitely getting some traction. I'm into. I'm deep into the hundreds. Deep now. into the hundreds. Um, I was going to say something else. Um, snorkels. <laughs> uh, I can't remember now. 
what, don't know. What were you talking about? Snorkels. There was something. Nothing. I can't remember. I was going to end it there. Well, you're just going to just... I was going to be like, catch you guys. I've got some chicken schnitzel burgers to cook. Um, do we have to do an outro now? We uh, have to, we'll have to record new outros. We do have to record But we don't outro. have anything to advertise. No, we don't. Well, if you haven't downloaded our free uh, sustainable guide to fat loss, you might as well go do that. And when we say our, we mean ashes. <laughs> well, I'm so used to saying owls with everything now that I'm just like, oh, owl this, owl that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, if you don't follow me on um, Instagram, come and check me out. My at is train with Brad, all one word. Um, it would really be very valuable to me because I do still have the old Brad locked in the boot of my calf. And <laughs> From when I made him hand over his password and stuff. So I feel like you should make this worthwhile for Brad's sake. I agree. And uh, if you, I guess, don't follow me, then you can follow me at Ash underscore underscore Lane, which is not as easy as Brad's. Um, or you could help me out by contacting Ash Lane and saying <laughs> hand over. Maybe every single person. How many people do you think it would take? until Is Ash Lane a male or female? Oh, I, Ash Lane is a male from memory. And then Ash underscore Lane, I think, is male. Oh, maybe. Let me just have a quick little look, friends. Yeah. Ash I've... Lane. Ash Lane. Oh, here we go. Oh, my gosh. Get this. Are you ready? Yeah. Ash Lane Just is, all one word? Yeah, all one word, has four followers. Oh, no. Doesn't have a profile image, is following one person, and there is lots of pictures. Oh, my God. Hasn't posted since 2011. You know what I would do? I would reach out. Hack his account. Is it a he? I don't know. Look, he's got pictures of old people. That's an old dude. He's probably dead by now. There's pictures, but then there's this guy. Then there's some young guy. Guys, you're going to have to go there and just have a look. I would reach out. I would send a message and see if he's interested in selling his account. For free? Well, for free. That'd be nice. All right, I feel All like right. this is dragging on now. You're, <laughs> you're actually scrolling through Instagram now. <laughs> yeah. All is, right, guys. This is Thank you ridiculous. for tuning in. Thanks for listening to another great episode. Uh, we have done another Wednesday, so you'll be listening to this fresh. This is fresh, fresh off, the off the loaf. If you're at a bakery at 5 a.m. tomorrow, today, Thursday, that's how fresh this episode is. See you next time, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.